It's time for Geocaching with Kids! Hey everyone, welcome to another month and welcome to Geocaching with Kids. My name's Derek, part of the Baker Six Clan, and of course I'm always joined by my wife, who is Jess, but we all know her as our chaos coordinator. That's right, she has... uh, coordinated a lot of chaos especially this last few months i mean if you listen to last month's program you heard the chaos here on the program oh Um, that was just a small portion of what yeah yeah, anyway that that was minor chaos but of course we're always joined with the nano kids and we have with us as well nikki sw dancer and curtis can 25474 and this month we're just going to talk about we kind of talked about a little bit last month that we're going to be going on a big trip to Washington State, and we're going to do some different stuff. And so we want to tell you about our adventure. And it really does go to, you can plan the outing, but you can't plan the adventure, because we had quite a few adventures. And and there's a lot of what not to do. Right, we did learn quite a bit of stuff. Yes, we did. On a lot of different aspects of it. Mm -hmm. But we also can tell you some tips that we did do that helped, and that was part of that. Mm -hmm. But some things that you couldn't even plan for. Right. Well, number one, well, what, what are we, where are we starting? Well, best place to start off of a story is from the beginning. Let's start at the very beginning. So, at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we drag ourselves out of bed. And we go to the airport to get on a plane that takes off at about 5.30 in the morning from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And we fly into Charlotte. And that flight wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. All right, but we had about 50 minutes to get between one flight to the next. But there wasn't that long because there was some, because it, it, basically we walked from one plane to the next plane and got right back on. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were did. hoping to be able to get some breakfast, but yeah, that didn't happen. No, no. And of course, if you've ever flown and tried to get any type of food in an airport. Hmm. Okay, you're going to so, play, you're going to pay like 12 bucks for a sandwich that's mostly bread and not um, meat. Yeah. So anyway, so a tip on flying, especially with kids, take granola bars and that aspect of it when you do it as well. It's There's not while... many kid-friendly snacks in an airport. No, and they're really expensive. You just don't do the liquids, but have those little snacks. So there's one tip. Just like when we're geocaching, have those snacks with you. Yes. All right. So we get on the next flight. Everything seems really well. And well, not even on takeoff, dude. Well, I hadn't even gotten to takeoff yet. But everything we get in flight, everything we get everything settled, we get ready to get going. And of course, we're traveling with Chewy, Curtis's service dog. Mm-hmm. And we're on there, and we get up to, we get finished taxiing, and we're ready to take off. And Nikki, why don't you tell us what happens? Okay, so after we're taxiing and stuff, we, we do go the runway. And then as we start going up, there's this sudden jolt. And then we get to about 2,000 feet, and the pilot says, All right, folks, we need to make an emergency landing because one engine had um, blown out. So here we are, scared, (laughs) and like, what is happening? And we have to practice brace, 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 and stuff like that. So, that happened. We had probably one of the smoothest emergency landings ever. 
because or just even not even just an emergency landing yeah. it's really smooth landing period they were the pilots were doing double duty to try to get that uh, get the plane down as smooth and as calmly as possible right um it wasn't that for for Derek and I it wasn't our first rodeo when it comes to emergency landing so thankfully we were able to uh keep the nano kids calm yeah um but yeah it was it was an experience right so Curtis tell me what was going through your mind when all that was happening um we're all gonna die <laughs> yeah I, um was there anything that helped you uh hugging on Chewy yeah so we pulled Chewy up off the floor um because with him being a service animal he doesn't necessarily. He doesn't have to be in a crate when we're flying. So, I really would have liked it if they had like a backup engine on it or like some kind of helicopter it's, like it's, things that come it's out good. during an emergency landing. Right. That yeah. way we could still fly to where we're going. No, I understand, but um, the reason why for those that don't know, the reason why it was a little bit more dangerous on this, those airplanes are actually designed to be able to basically fly across the ocean with one one engine. Um, if the other doesn't blow up. But what's happening is that when you're landing, they expect that but by the time you get to your destination, you've burned off a lot of fuel and the plane is a little bit lighter and has to land and everything. And so that's what that's the part, dangerous part of the landing part is because it has so much fuel and everything in there. But but, but that, we were perfectly safe. The crew did a phenomenal job, um, everything. Of course, they, they had to go through the safety stuff to keep, make sure everybody's safe. And um, that was a little kid be a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but we got we landed safe and we're all safe. Everybody's fine. And then about we're supposed to be getting on a plane pretty quick after that. But we it wasn't until about five hours later that we end up getting onto a plane. And uh, Curtis, how was that next flight? Um, it was actually pretty boring. That next flight. <laughs> yeah. Um. So on that flight, um, I'm pretty much just played video games and on my switch and like yeah and played some mario kart with dad dad but yeah that was really it so how did we do on mario kart um surprisingly dad beat me like four times and he hasn't played in like years yeah well that's what happens and i'm like how <laughs> How do you beat me? And there we have an example of competition and a little bit of that <laughs> FTF mentality. So, um, yeah, it's good among the kids, but when the adults start to rub it in and do a little bit too much, then we have a problem. Well, Which, yeah, I, I even still, I, I had to, it's, it, there's I a had little, to rein it in with you on the trip. There's a little bit. I mean, that's but. So we make it to Seattle. <laughs> So moving on. So moving we, right along. So we make it to Seattle. And, of course, we got in there five hours late. We were supposed to be meeting up with Bounce Bounce and doing some caches that day. Um, but we didn't end up doing that. We ended, just ended up getting trying to get to our hotel room. And that's another whole fiasco that we're not going to go into. Um, but we ended up finding another place to stay and uh, meeting up with Bounce Bounce the next day. And we got to go do some really really cool caches oh like that superhero jeopardy one that's right mm -hmm. nikki tell us about superhero jeopardy and what you thought of that okay so i thought superhero jeopardy was really cool i had never seen a cache like that so what you do is you have to figure out how to open the box to get to the jeopardy okay and now, then now now side note in there awesome job to grana for figuring out what to do curly 53 
Um, cause yeah, we were a little bit lost because she did the right thing and she read the cash page in the description. Yay. Well, I had looked over it, but I was overthinking an aspect of it and didn't completely look at the cash, the entire thing. And she did see one other aspect of it. Don't, yeah. Sometimes if you are, I guess this is a tip. Sometimes, I mean, it helps. And I think a lot of us may just skim quickly, but, um, especially if it seems like there's a lot of, I don't know, extra stuff there, but you know, it, it does help to read the details because you can find things that will help you. That's right. Read those details and a lot of fun. Uh, okay. Nikki, go ahead and tell us a little bit more. So as you open it, you see this superhero, these words, superhero jeopardy, just glowing. It's really cool. It was really cool. And then it tells you, choose your category. There were three categories, and you have to answer how many questions for each was it? I think it was three questions each. Three questions each. So we choose one, and there were these little, um, what are they called? Cards. They're RFID cards. RFID cards that had these different superheroes on it. So it would, the box would ask a question like, um... Uh, oh, we don't. We don't need to go into blah, the question. No, no. And then you find the card that matches that superhero, and you put the card in a reader, and it tells you if you're wrong, right, right or wrong. That's mm-hmm. right. And we worked through it, and we got really. It was a lot of fun. It was, and then the door flies open. And if you want to see that cash, you can go check out check it out on behind the cash, and where we did we actually did a video of it. And then Curtis. You helped me with another cache that we went to go to next. And tell me about that one. Um, so it was called, um, it was the 100-foot chain thing. Like, right. I literally, it took like a lot less. <laughs> it didn't take as long to like take it out as it did to push it back in. Right, and that was a lot of fun. That was just another creative cache, once again, by Bounce Bounce. Yeah, that we got. and I got po- poked by bushes. Yep, mm-hmm. there were some bushes in the area that we got, that we're dealing with in there, but... And we did that on, on, you know, one of the hottest days in history for Seattle. That's right. At least I was in Death Valley. Poor Chewy, the concrete and asphalt was so hot it was burning his little paws. We had to make sure he was okay. That's right. We had to carry him. Now, we were going to go do a couple other caches, but because it was so hot that day. It was not safe to be outside. It was not safe to be outside. So Yeah, we could have uh, melted. Yeah, so so (laughs) what we ended up doing is going over to Chad's house and getting to hang out in his really cool workshop and, and also, if you guys have- didn't see it was um the an episode of gadget talk that was a special edition on monday just because we kind of had to you know travel on tuesday and couldn't stay too much in seattle that time but it was a lot of fun yeah um, and also they had oculuses yep. yes we got we, we got a, we had a fun time yeah yep we had a fun time doing playing games and doing some other stuff there and getting to see the workshop so then the net night, then we traveled on over to the Snoqualmie Pass and we stayed at a hotel there so that we could get up early the next morning and go do what, Curtis? Have pancakes at the pancake house. And those, those <laughs> pancakes were actually really good. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we, we had did to, have pancakes. We did have pancakes and we had to get fuel because we were going on a what? Oh, the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel. 6.6. <laughs> Six mile walk. Well, at least it yes. wasn't as hot outside. Um, to it was those like of you, decently cool. Yes. Um, now, this is one of the things that uh, you should make sure that you know for sure. Um, so we headed out on this, and um, 
I should have done a little extra research because Derek didn't do all the research. I think it was a half a mile out of there. I heard it's about a mile tunnel. Yeah, so we're thinking five miles, and my doctor said, well, five-mile hike might be pushing it after surgery on your hip. Yeah, 6.6 miles was pushing it a little bit more. But we did not push it really hard and fast. We took our time to go through it and everything. I Mm -hmm. think she's still recovering. No, I think you're fine now. I don't know. But it was another day that was extremely hot. It was like 110 degrees, but... In the tunnel, you actually needed jackets. <laughs> yeah, it was that it was cold. Nice. But I love the temperature there. And especially the stalactites on the ceiling. That's At right. least they didn't fall. That's um, right. That make sure you don't wear bad. nice shoes because I had some black shoes on and they turned brown. Yeah, yep. Chewy, who is a light tannish color, his, the bottom of his feet and his belly was black. So mm-hmm. we had to put him in a backpack. So that was, yeah. Right. Put, right. Yeah, but we, my least, backpack. Least, yeah, but it was really my cute. white backpack. Really <laughs> my so. green shoes were brown, but they recovered. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so going through the tunnel, let's let's go back and let's go on through this tunnel. What was Nikki? What was something that you liked about going through the tunnel? Of th- going to get the ape cash. Um. Well. Hmm. I liked seeing all of the the uh, stalactites. Yes, mm-hmm. on the ceiling. Stalactites don't fall on stalagmites. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you seen that, and then um, Curtis, what was your favorite thing? Um, pretty much the stalactites and stuff like that. But also the um, there are these people on segways. They just come on through, and I'm like, where did you get those? And they're like, the internet. Yep, there's so. If you have not done the ape cache and people are wondering, well, what's the tunnel like? People are riding bikes and it's other... Cold. Vi- it's cold. It's, it's cool. Dark. It's dark. Um, but people are riding bikes and, and like we, like Curtis just said, like mm-hmm. a Segway-like type, motorcycle-type style going through there. It was really cool. It's it's actually, I mean, the, the change in elevation is only 58 feet. It's right. rather flat. Just don't go on the extreme sides. Um, I did really well considering, you know, I was a month and a half two months after surgery so that's it's it's okay you just got to be willing and, and know that it's a hike up there um it is long it is a long walk but it is still you know pretty exciting a lot of fun and i liked you know for me my dad and i had my dad had looked at the history of the tunnel and that tunnel had been hand carved i think it was between 19 oh, 1912 so it was, it was early 1900s before early 1920. 1900s and it was hand carved and so we were just thinking about the people that would have gone through and how they carved the tunnel itself and then you know it had been done over with cement uh so that it is you know safe to go through for people because they had shut it down for a couple of years to do the cement work in it right and only one half of it is open. You can't see that when you go into the tunnel. But when you get to the other side, you see that there was actually two parts of it. Right, which I thought was really cool. And so, Nikki, what do, what else do you have? Well, I'm just going to give y'all an explanation of the tunnel. Cold, dark, wet, but worth it. Oh, <laughs> also 2.3 mile long. <laughs> yeah. Miles long. Yeah, each <laughs> way, that is. So we get to the other side, and mm-hmm. what's on the other side of the tunnel? 
a waterfall. That's right. There's a really mm-hmm. cool waterfall. But you can't get to it to drink or anything. It's not safe. So bring plenty of water with you. Right. Yeah. And then we go ahead and hike on down to... And snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At and least just so you bears. know, there is a bathroom at the end of it. It is an outhouse because it is at the top of a mountain. That's right. But oh, it is there. There, there are facilities there. So that's good to know too. And they do clean it. Yep, so there's a clean bathroom on the other side of the tunnel. So that's really good. And then we hike. It's about another half mile down to the Ape Cache. Mm-hmm. We got the Ape Cache. Um, just real quickly, Curtis, what did you think of the Ape Cache? Uh, it was pretty cool. At least we didn't see any bears. That's right. We didn't see any bears. And the Ape Cache is actually a really big ammo mm-hmm. can. Um, and I'm just really happy that they have recovered that and reactivated that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that we The view get that. is amazing. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful up there. It's like, so the the tunnel is like through this mountain, and then you get to the other side, and you're like in between mountains. It's really cool. Pretty. It's really cool. It's really yeah. neat. Um, so then we make it all the way back, and we head on down to where Grand and Grandpa live, um, down close to the um, Oregon border. It's uh, They live near the Columbia River Gorge. Right. So, and... We were there for a couple days, and then we went ahead and went on into Oregon to go uh, have a celebration for Jess's grandmother, the kid's great-grandmother. And as we're going over there, we stop at a location that was really neat. Curtis, you remember where we stopped at? Um, oh, the Stonehenge. It was an exact copy of the Stonehenge. It was pretty cool, neat, and um, very windy up there. It was mm-hmm. very windy because of the... the the Columbia River Gorge there. It's just, it's it's an area where the, the wind just pretty much howls as it goes over. Right. And if you haven't seen the the, the Stonehenge here in Washington, it's it's really phenomenal. And it's actually a World War One uh, memorial. And it's an exact replica, pretty much an exact replica of the to one size. England. It, it to is size. smaller. Actually, no, it's not. It's actually the exact oh, it size. Is? It is the exact size. Oh, I didn't read that part. Sorry. Right. And there was a small little, tiny little cache there. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt that there was something else that needed to go there. And I, when we came back through that area later on, I went ahead and got coordinates and a lot of the answers and everything like that. And I put an, actually an adventure lab there mm-hmm. at that location. I mean, it's one of those locations that if you live in the Pacific Northwest, and I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, I passed that location for years and didn't really even know it was there. Um, and then when mom and dad moved closer to the location, it was like, you mean, oh, what? What? That's there? You know, it's yeah. one of those things that it's kind of off the beaten track. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to know it's there. And so it's actually really cool. Um, I I was really impressed with it. And there's actually some very cool caches right in that area. Yeah, there was a really cool um, multi that was there at mm-hmm. a cemetery. Uh, they're, they're really centered around the history and the opening of that area, um, it brought in the history of Sam Hill. Yeah, so that's which, was, so you've always heard what the Sam Hill are you doing, or what where, where the Sam, Sam Hill, Hill are is, is are you? Well, there was actually a guy by the name of Sam Hill, and he's actually the one that actually created that war, World War One memorial, and he's actually he's actually entombed just below it. Mm-hmm. real close to it that it's not easy to get to but he's entombed right there so there's some there's some history about that as well which is kind of funny yeah and there's some there i mean the the caches that are around there um that have history with them if you read those pages you 
Um, and then it kind of takes you to a website about the Mary Hill area and the Mary Hill State Park and stuff there. Um, just like you know we do with caching, we kind of find some cool stuff when you that's right start looking for some different caches. Yeah. So so we go into Redmond, um, Oregon, mm-hmm. and there's we want to just spend just a little bit of time caching that day, just as we're trying to kill some time. Well, we got there on a Friday and everybody was working and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we went and it was did still pretty hot. Actually, we actually just went after adventure laps because there's a couple mm-hmm. of them. One adventure lap that we did was really cool. Um, well, as we're going in, I'm looking at seeing what's there, and I see that I've already done this adventure lab, and I'm going, what in the world? I haven't done an adventure lab in Oregon. Well, what had happened is somebody <laughs> had contacted me to actually test their adventure lab, and it was still coming up that I had actually done it. So I was like, oh, cool. I actually get to do this adventure lab that I tested. Of course, I didn't remember any of the answers. And hey, Yeah, he, he just forgot that that had come in between the last time we'd been to Oregon. Because the first time we went to Oregon, there was, we just when did, we were visiting, right. We went to the um, original stash. Right. And HQ. And HQ. So we finished the trifecta. That's right. When we got the ape cache. But one of the caches, one of the adventures up, so we did, did the one that was around about some artwork and some mm-hmm. uh, statues and things around downtown, which is really cool. Nikki, what was your favorite one on that adventure lab? Do you remember? Well, I know I had two favorites, actually. So I think the last one was um, one about a teacher who... Um, right, it was the book one. So the one yeah, of the last stops, so that was good. One. So the statue was... It was a, it was a child who was reading, <clears throat> reading and a book. It, and if you read the description, it's about a teacher who um, loved teaching kids how to read. So Okay. And Curtis, what was your favorite one on that one? Um... Well, my favorite one was the um, the clock tower. The clock tower. That was, that was really cool. That was a, that was yeah, a because really it had a train on it. Great. That yes, amazing. that was my other favorite. Okay. So, all right, so we did that one. And then the next one, which was actually really surprising, because I didn't even think about this in that area. I hadn't, I, I, yeah, I grew up, you know, in the area. I'd been visiting that area for years, and I didn't even know they existed. And when I told... I was like, oh, there's this thing out on these Redmond Caves, and they're like lava tubes. My, my, you know, my dad and his brothers and granny are like, well, yeah. I'm like, but we, we never went there. Why didn't we go there? Now there's a, an adventure lab. There's an adventure lab there. And Curtis, so, was that one of your favorites? Yeah, I like lava tubes. We didn't see any lava or obsidian, but we, I did get, get to take a small rock home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's made yes, out of it was salt making or a very loud clunking sound in the dryer at midnight one night. Yeah. When I was it trying was to wash clothes. <laughs> so we did rock. that. And I thought that was really cool. There were some that you would have to literally crawl in to get into. So we didn't actually crawl into those. Yeah. But we there only some... went into the one that was big and wide and open. It was kind of steep, so Mama didn't go in there. But yeah. when you get into the the the, the tube, actually, it is um, it's actually flat and really nice temperature yeah. and also nikki thought she heard a rattlesnake out there yeah which there are those yeah there mm-hmm. are those out but there. but i think we're immune to their bites right no mm-hmm. we are not no so so we so we did that then we when we left redmond we went up through back up through um back up to washington and mm-hmm. there we did another adventure lab up in that area um we did a lot of adventure labs because those were really easy i was sh- sh- so shocked how many different adventure labs there were mm-hmm. in different places 
mm-hmm. the next part of our adventure, or you have something. Well, one of the things I was going to say is that we did find some caches out there. Um, and one thing I would encourage cashers to do is invest just a little bit extra in your cash containers, um, yeah. just because you don't want them to fall apart and get broken and all that kind of stuff. Um, we found quite a few cash containers that were pretty. They were up. in really um, inexpensive a, Tupperware, yeah. not even a lock and lock. Uh huh. Those. That's that's one of the things that will help you with your cash maintenance. Is yeah. that if you get spend just a little bit extra on the cash container itself, then you won't have to replace it as often. All right. So what? what so that's a tip for cash hiders. What would be maybe some of the tips that we have uh, were actually doing when we were with the kids? We weren't one. We weren't spending extremely long hours out in the heat because um, mm-hmm. it was really hot, and we were just kind of doing little ones here and there. Um, there was some walking, but we made sure that we did it pretty quick and had some water. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really good ones. Did we ever tire you guys out with doing caching? Uh, yes, the ape cache. Okay, that. Well, okay. ape cache well, for me, not. The, I didn't get tired that much because, like, it was a cool, cool temperature because, like, it was a really good temperature inside the tunnel so yeah which was that that made that one really good because we didn't have to fight the heat as much on that one mm-hmm. um but we did so as we're coming up back to our store as we come back we did we're in, um around at grand and grandpa's for a few days um mm-hmm. and we did an adventure lab there which actually was really interesting because it was, it was basically like a planetarium type style mm-hmm. and because there's a, a, a planetarium um, in the area that was, we didn't know if it was closed or open because it didn't actually end at the planetarium, but it was still a cool venture lab. Right. So that we did that. Um, so, and there, we have some funny stories on there that's probably not appropriate for us to talk about on here from that, just because of different planet names. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> moving right along. But then we went up, then we traveled up to where Jess's uh, aunt is building a cabin, and there was a really great. Um, very great area. We're up in the Cascades, mm-hmm. and there was a northern really cool Cascades. northern Cascades, and there was a really cool um, virtual that we that we got to mm-hmm. hike out to. We yeah. didn't have a lot of time there. We're just there for basically twenty four hours, maybe. So maybe. we hiked out to this virtual, and Nikki, tell me a little bit about that virtual. So it was about a half a mile. Um, maybe a little bit more than a half a mile to get to it. Um, so there was this suspension bridge. Well, we were jumping on it, <laughs> uh, shaking the whole bridge. At least we didn't break through it. Well, remember what Grandpa was selling? How many tons could it hold? Uh, three. three. Three tons. Three tons. No more. Yeah, so we were fine on it. It was a really, really cool bridge. Um, but what else did we find? As we're walking out there, what else did we find? See? A warming hut. <laughs> well, that was there, there. But what about mm-hmm. the the salmon? Oh, the salmon oh, spawning. salmon spawning. But there weren't any salmon actually, actually spawning. Right. But there was a nice little area where you could go down and touch the water. It was so cold. <laughs> right. So that was really cool, seeing that virtual. And then we, then we of course, then we hiked back. Did you have something else about the virtual, Nikki? Well... I'm just going to say that water, it was so cold because it was melting, melted snow. That's mm-hmm. right. So that was really cool. And then when we left there, we traveled back, went on over the Cascades, and 
what did you guys because you guys really hadn't really seen mountains okay so curtis mm-hmm. tell me about the mountains that you got to see oh uh, those the mountains were so cool and i am now afraid of heights <laughs> surprisingly up at the top of this particular pass we were over a mile up so we were as high as colorado uh, denver colorado right so which was so do you remember the where you figured out that you were kind of a uh, terrified or nervous of heights curtis um when i looked over the edge okay so we looked over the edge and then we also never looked down <laughs> we also there was a bridge that we walked to to go see this one um waterfall and mm-hmm. What kind of bridge was that? Do you remember? Um, I, it was just some kind of metal bridge. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a, a metal graded, gra- graded bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the waterfall came down behind, over on, coming off the mountain, of course, and then it kind of flowed down below, like in like a little valley t- gorge was, type style. It was very picturesque. Um, that's another thing. Make sure you have your camera with you. because. But you don't will... drop it. Yeah. It could fall in between those um, things. Yeah. yeah, just always make sure you bring your camera or some sort of camera with you to document your trip because you just never know what you're going to find. Yeah, it was... Um, what little very cool little picturesque areas you might find right my one of my favorite parts up there is when we saw we're up around was diablo lake mm-hmm. um and there was a look out there and the water in that lake was really cool it was like this it was a bluish green color it was like the statue of liberty color right yeah that's a good description of it nikki it was that that copper um oxidized copper look and i thought that was really neat and just kind of finding the why that why that was like that so that was my favorite part. Jess, what was your favorite part as we were driving back through the mountains? I just enjoyed being going over that particular pass because when you grow up in a certain area and you go over a set of mountains over and over and over again, sometimes you just take one route because, you know, it's actually the route that we got to go over is only open in the summer. It's closed in the winter because there's no way you could get over right. that in the winter. Right. Um, so, you know, I was used to going over the big main freeway, so it was nice to be able to go over this area that was, um, off the beaten path. Yes, exactly. So Nikki. So, um, my favorite outlook was the one that we stopped at and we were kind of almost hiking a little bit up to the tip of the mountain. Oh yeah. That was cool. I actually saw a chipmunk on a log eating I don't know what. Right. And I'm sure at those outlooks and stuff like that, there were caches, but we were just so taken in and driving. Um, and if I, if I would have actually planned the way to do it, mm-hmm. because there was absolutely no cell signal Although, up there. Although I don't know because that was a national forest. I looked. I, I had no cell signal. Yeah, no. Um, but no. so I should have, if I wanted to find caches in those locations, I should have done like an offline list and mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, so that's just kind of a tip there if you want to do that aspect of it up there. That um, was really beautiful. But that part of the time, we're just spending time with family and getting out there and caching at that point. I'm sorry, everybody. It was second. It was, it was mm-hmm. not our primary objective at the time. It was just kind of getting to see the sites and seeing what the... Well, there's, but once we did get into signal, we did get a couple caches. Yeah, we did. Um, but so, and then we got back to S- Seattle, and then we flew back home. And how was the flight, Curtis, on that one? Um, it was pretty dull. It was a dull flight, so no yeah. adventure aspect of it there. That's the best kind of flight. It is. It really is. We um, 
this was more of a direct flight instead of going like you know the saying right to go left <laughs> yeah that's what yeah, we did yeah, the first time queen and then dark hudson yeah right um well that was what we did going out but coming back in and then going back again anyway so this was a more direct flight it was from um seattle to houston houston to uh to memphis memphis that's where we right. live <laughs> So that is kind of a, well, we did in like 30 minutes, our, our aspect of our pro, um, program, of our trip that we did, our adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did plan it. We'd had several different adventures throughout the time, had a lot of fun. We've got to spend time together and with Catching With Kids. We didn't really push too hard on stuff mm-hmm. and doing that. Had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually that part of it was one of our better caching trips that we've done as a family. Yeah. Um, so we did do that, but we did learn a bunch of other things too. <laughs> right, right. And so all from all doing all these different episodes of Geocaching Kids, we actually did take a lot of those tips to heart. Um, and just really, this was a really great fun vacation caching family trip that we got to spend. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Um, Nikki, what out of the whole thing, <clears throat> out of the whole trip, what was your absolute favorite? Hmm. Well, and Curtis went after she answers this. I'm asking you're gonna answer as well, okay, buddy? Okay, okay. So, one of my favorite parts well, I really like that one outlook that I said, but there was that. And one day when we were hanging out at Grandma and Grandpa's, um, we got to ride in a tractor, one of those big tractors. And the guy's dog was just running beside, and then I went over and pet some horses. So that was pretty pretty fun, too. Yep. Okay, Curtis? Um. So my favorite part about the adventure was, like, the, the tunnel. And also, um, while we were at Grand and Grandpa's, um, I got to see some chickens. Not uh, grand, mm-hmm. our Grand and Grandpa's, but, like, our friends of Grand and Grandpa's. Right. So you got to see you got the tunnel, and you got to see some different livestock. Yeah. Yeah. That's and... We also got to drive a little mini tractor. That yep. was really You got cool. to drive. You actually got to have your hands on and drive. And so, like I said, uh, this trip wasn't just a geocaching trip. It was a family adventure. Getting mm-hmm. to see other family and getting to see a lot of experiences. And other friends. And, and friends. So, that was something we, we got to... Caching was secondary for us on this trip. But we did get quite a bit of caching in during the mm-hmm. time... Um, so we got an earth cache, we got a virtual, we got a multi, uh, we did, I think, adventure labs. adventure labs. So there was a lot of different caching that we did it, but we kind of spread it out and just didn't do it all at one time until that wore everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do a trip where we want to go for numbers, which we might do, another power trail or something, we'll have to do some different planning for that one. Yeah. Um, but it was just a really enjoyable trip and um, very meaningful for me um, to be able to see my family yeah. that I haven't seen in a while. Right. And so just like I said, we, you can plan the outing, but you can't plan the adventure. And we just had a lot of fun. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode of Geocaching with Kids and just kind of hearing our experience that we got to spend up in the Northwest um, this last uh, this last month. And it was just a lot of fun. And Nikki, did we see any monkey muggles? No, just but we did see muggles. some like 
chipmunk muggles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no monkey muggles, but some chipmunk muggles. But hey, I just want to once again, I want to thank the Geocache Talk Network for giving us this opportunity to be able to do geocaching with kids. I hope this has been a lot of fun for you, and I hope you've gotten some tips. And even you know, as cashers, sometimes it, it becomes primary, but sometimes it doesn't need to be the primary aspect of when you go on vacation especially when you're with kids so you don't wear them out and burn them out of caching Mm -hmm. so that's a really big tip spread it out have fun even if you have to just get out by yourself without the kids and maybe go do some caching as well but once again thanks again to the geocache talk network um if you have not become a patron go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk and become a patron it starts as little as three dollars a month and that is really great and you can also get the blackout coin and if there's any coins on the site that you can easily get to going to geocachetalk.com and click on store or shop whatever that is up there and you'll go to chromia print and there's a lot of coins that are on there um the coins that you see on there once those are gone they are gone that was a limited run so um get your coin there's some geocache with geocaching with kids coins and some whole bunch of other coins that are still available puzzle top coin is no longer available at this point so, but just be able to check that out. But once again, just want to thank everybody for joining us this month on Geocaching with Kids. And once again, I've said it several times throughout this program, you can plan the outing, but you can't plan the adventure. All right, everybody. Catch you next month. Bye. Bye.